Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, August 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part QA with Loop Finance about the Terra Development Fund, products, tokenomics, and the roadmap, hosted by Rarma. Let's take a listen. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I do appreciate um, Simon and Tom coming in uh, to answer all the questions. Uh, there are a number of kind of community based questions. Um, I just want to quickly check you're happy to kind of field those. I, I haven't vetted them or anything I've asked. I, I will ask anyone that comes up, please be respectful. Um, ask your questions. Uh, if you don't want to ask them in voice, feel free to DM me and I'm happy to ask them on your behalf. Uh, Don has been very, very patient uh, in terms of like an hour patient <laughs> to come up and ask some questions. So um, he will probably target them towards, you know, Simon and Tom. I'm more than happy to field any from, from my side as well. Uh, King Don. Please jump in, ask away. Uh, please be respectful any of those who come up. I'll, I'll be inviting people up. Just stay on mute until I kind of invite you in. Thank you. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I hope you guys can hear me. Um, a little bit quiet. Might need to move it a little bit closer to your mouth. Um, is it better now? A little bit. Is it like are you using your phone like right near your mouth? You know, it, it might be my headphones. Um, headphones. Because, uh, these headphones make I, I think that's okay. If you just talk really loudly, we can probably hear you. Uh, okay, then I, I will try to speak loudly. Is it is it good this way? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Oh, okay. So, um, thank, thank you for having me. Um, first of all, I want to just say what place I'm coming from. I'm coming from, like, retail user. And... My concern at first is the retail user, and that's why the certain post I left today um, was in regards to the retail user. Um, but thank you for Tom. Join- thank you, Tom, for joining. I think you did the service to me and service to many others because the questions and the issues I was um, uh, presenting before, you confirmed them. Um, and I think everyone who listens sees the massive issues and mismanagement that you have at your company. And sorry for saying this, um, but you have uh, 50 people in your team, um, basically very small startup um, without funding, uh, which is the problem because we see all the companies are faces, um, facing the difficulties now. They actually laying off. Uh, people and I would advise maybe doing the same because I did the interview with many startups uh, many startups being bigger than yours having 20% size of your team uh, so this would be concern um, because you can see exactly where the money is going and I'm not sure what these 50 people of your team are working on um, you mentioned that you have uh, two months and really 
I mean, few months. For what do you need few months? You have few developers managing just the website. Um, to give perspective, I don't really want to mention uh, the other projects. I, I did some research. Um, the size of your team is pretty much the half of the team at a project like LidoDAO that has total value loft of $7 billion. Um, and the other concern is, I understand we do the charity here as um, the Terra Developer Fund, um, but I try to see what is the best uh, investment for the community. And I don't think whatever you do, the community will receive this investment back. Um, essentially, what uh, this funding valued your company at around 150 billion. Uh, sorry, $150 million. So I don't think Juno ever is um, being able to get this value back, um, no matter what are you doing. Also, um, in regards to previous uh, Simon's speech, uh, Simon, you are saying you're having a lot of legal fees, a lot of that, a lot of this, a lot of this, uh, without any specifics. And as I look in the, in the grant, there is no legal fees included. Uh, so if you have in a lot of legal fees and that much expenses, that only shows that there is a huge level of mismanagement of funds going at your company. And I think it should be said straight that Juno community is paying for your legal fees and saving you from, from collapse uh, simply because the bad steps you are doing. Um, so once again, I'm, I'm not seeing any legal fees. So I hope this funding that goes to your pocket doesn't go to the legal fees because that wasn't disclosed. Um, you, there, there's funding 100K to Loop Community. Uh, I would question, what is that? Is it the guy who managed the Twitter? Is it the YouTube videos? Uh, because that comes close to $20,000 uh, a month for just managing community. Uh, loop learn. I would assume this is this uh, educational videos that you put on YouTube, uh, which is priced at thirty thousand dollars a month. So yeah, it's just uh, really difficult to understand the value that you are creating here, especially um, for retail like like me. You know, uh, who's been creating content for six months, educational content for Juno. Um, well, we are seeing that you are spending 30k a month for, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what, seriously, I, I would like to learn about that. Uh, sorry, I know that's a little too much, um, might not sound perfect, um, but it, it just it just looks very weird. And uh, I think the size of your team also come, like, uh, once again, like, we, we all heard on this space. A few people here, a few people there, that's 32, and few mods here managing that. Uh, five devs on this side. That's not right. So, um, um, have, you, Sorry, can I, can I just ask, do you have a question, um, like a specific question? Because, I mean, I think we've kind of been over this, and we're, as I said before, we're super happy to, to publish the information about, you know, how many people are on our team and what each of them does and how much each of them earns. Um, yeah, if you've got a specific question, I'm super happy to answer it. So I was, I was just kind of getting there. I think Don was uh, presenting his point without directly asking a question. So I think the question that Don was getting to was there seems to be a, a substantial amount of expenditure. Uh, do you, What is the plan to ensure that there is uh, enough 
new investment in the Loop slash Juno ecosystem to ensure that that expenditure is, uh, the, the value is brought into the ecosystem to uh, ensure that that expenditure is covered uh, and that the additional value is brought to the Juno ecosystem. Would that summarize it, Dom? Mm, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry for, for laying so many, many points, um, but we can start point by point. Um, I think just, just quickly, uh, Don, just to jump in very, legal, very quickly. Legal fees. Simon, you said you have a lot of legal fees, but that's not... Um, to be honest, um, I don't think that the, the Juno Fund is not covering any of our legal fees. Um, you know, of course, we have legal fees, we have auditing fees, we have a ton of fees that, you know, any startup faces. Uh, we did bring some funding with us, uh, by the way. Don't think that the Juno funding, we had probably around about $4 million of funding on Terra. Unfortunately, about three quarters of that was wiped out. Um, uh, a lot of it was in um, UST or AUST. Um, everyone knows what happened to that. We did manage to salvage some of it. Um, so we did bring some treasury with us um, when we came. Um, so yeah, t t t around the specific legal fees bit, which you seem to be quite obsessed about, um, or upset about that is actually being paid for um, from our previous treasury, uh, so that's not being covered. I think, as far as a breakdown of our team, you know, by the seams of it, you seem to be concerned about how we spend money and what we spend it on, and if it's that bringing value or not. Um, I'm not sure if you've run a startup before, but it's very, very expensive to run a tech startup, um, especially developers. Are you know, good developers are very expensive, um, but. Uh, yeah, to be honest, most of the Juno funding actually goes towards our developers. It doesn't even cover our entire burn rate. Um, our, our total burn is probably like close to 65 or 70K a week. Um, and some of that is covered by the Juno Developer Fund, but you know the rest of it is covered by our previous treasury. And we're actually also at the moment, hopefully looking to maybe raise some funds privately um, and uh, we just did actually get a $300,000 raise from uh, the NEAR Foundation. Uh, we're looking to potentially build something on NEAR as well. Um, so we're, we're looking for funding for other areas of our, you know, other parts of our product, which you may not have seen yet. I mean, I think you've seen the DEX, you've seen the NFT marketplace, but we have about sort of probably three other products if we include uh, Loop Save, obviously Eclipse that Simon here is working on. Um, and other bits and pieces. Um, Loop Ventures is something which is happening in the background, uh, but Loop Ventures works, you know, if, you'll, if you speak to anyone from the Juno Foundation, they're working very hard to bring new projects onto Juno. Um, and so, you know, even though you may not see the exact result of that or haven't seen the result of that yet, uh, that is something you will start to see as new pro new, new projects um, start to launch on Juno and well-funded projects, you know, not projects which are just community projects and nothing against community projects. Like we love community projects, but often they, they lack the funds to, to build, you know, to build a, a, a serious protocol, um, which that, that takes time and it takes a lot of money. Um, so yeah, look, we, we're happy to publish all the details about, you know, who's in our team, how much they get paid. Um, and, you know, maybe a more complete picture of everything we're actually building and, and doing for Juno. We plan to release an article about that in the next few days. So hopefully that will, you know, quell some of your concerns. Um, can I ask you how many devs you have exactly? 
I think so I mentioned I think that before. Yeah, I think I mentioned that before. I think it's about twenty. Yeah, probably like twenty-two, like full time, and then a few others part time, and then you know we have a UI designer and um, product managers and QA people and you know other people kind of involved in that dev process. How how do you grow to the number of fifty people without achieving PMS? Like um, how like this seems a little bit extensive for the for the startup, especially on the early stage. We were on. I mean, on Terra, we we reached at you know when we're um, sort of doing well. We had over a hundred. I think we had like over a hundred million locked um, in our decks. We were doing over fifteen. We we're doing like fifteen to twenty million a day in um, in volume. Um, so I wouldn't exactly say that we hadn't reached any kind of um, product market fit. Uh, it was just unfortunate that we got smashed by Terra and we didn't want to let people go. I mean, we have an amazing team. It, take, it took us a while to build up and scale our team. Uh, we didn't just want to start firing people, as you were suggesting. We'd prefer to hold on to people and, uh, you know, try to, to, to make revenue. And I think, you know, without the launch of our NFT marketplace, uh, we're going to start seeing some some more revenue driving, you know, um, being driven as opposed to just relying on funding. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it, it could be a little bit difficult with the with the emission schedule that that you have. As I said, it might benefit your personally and and your project, but it could be quite difficult to. Um, bring value to the junior users, especially with this emission of how much is being allocated to your team and the previous uh, users on Luna, we might be facing actually huge selling pressure. And I do believe that everyone who's been around for long enough knows what it means, especially that we are in the bear market and there is no ways to generate any revenues you do mention the total value log, um, but I always like say that DAO token doesn't really have intrinsic value, and it's important to remember that your token is just DAO token. At this moment, it doesn't have any intrinsic value. It's not actually just a DAO token. Um, revenue from both the DEX and the NFT marketplace is going to the, um, the token. Um, so yeah, it's not just a governance token. And I think just from my perspective, Don, I think you might have missed the, the start of the spaces. And uh, I, I want to kind of rehash, I think a lot of people have joined uh, since the beginning of the spaces around the kind of the premise and the goals of the Terra Developer Fund, from my perspective, is that uh, the, the primary goal of that was to provide funding at a home for uh, you know uh, our fellow ecosystem friends from Terra who got destroyed. And there is an expectation that they will come over to Juno and they, they will deliver a product to the Juno ecosystem uh, for the funding that we've delivered. Um, and that the, the goal should be that they can deliver their product and live and exist and coexist in Juno uh, and hopefully bring value to Juno users. Uh, but for my mind, it's, it's literally a, a relief fund where we say, here is a hand uh, here is funding and a helping hand when you need it because you've had everything ripped out from under you. The, the expectation is that there is an output from that. But uh, I, I think we're, in my mind, I think we're being a little bit too critical of a project that's landed on the ecosystem in terms of mainnet 
through a DEX and an NFT marketplace less than a week ago. So uh, I, I do agree that the expenditure of a team like Loop seems large for us. They are one of the largest projects that exist on the Juno ecosystem now, right? They are the largest team that exists on Juno now, hands down. The dev team of Juno, the core team of Juno, core one, core two, C root, whatever you call them, there are no teams on Juno now that exist that are bigger than Loop, right? So this is new market, new area, new opportunity for us. Uh, and there needs to be an element of uh, trust, right? It's a hard thing to say, trust, but also accountability. Right? And let's give them a little bit of time. And effectively, Rama, Rama, effectively, the re- I just want to interject the Relia yeah. 2, brother Relia 2, Mm-hmm. Like Loop are almost almost like a, a, a June or layer two. That's how you need to look at them, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, I think we're raising valid concerns and I think we've asked a lot of valid questions today. And I think some of this is around transparency. And I think some of it is around being the first team to come to Juno. Uh, I want to be very clear that I, I'm so glad that the team's come up to answer the questions today. I'm not ending the spaces, by the way. It sounds like I am. Um, I want to be very clear that I'm glad that the team's come up to answer the questions, but I don't want to be the ecosystem or the, or the chain that kind of scares teams away, right? Like this seems like a very negative thing for Loop to come to Juno. And the initial uh, reason why Loop came to Juno was because of the community and because we were consistently harassing them to be like, come to Juno, come to Juno. And now they're here, like the initial feedback is like, why are you spending money? What are you doing with the money? Like. Let's give the team an opportunity to showcase their skills and their ability. They've used, you know, uh, a third of the funding, maybe a little bit more based on the price of Juno when they sold it. Uh, they're, they're entitled to those Juno. They were allocated that Juno, even though it says a dollar value, which is interesting. Um, but like, let's give them like another week or two or month to like show the value that their team can bring and uh, the adoption that they can bring. And I think today's been some pretty good feedback, like some pretty honest and hard questions that the team have asked. Uh, I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, I will get people up here. Uh, but I just want to kind of reiterate that, right? Like this is the first team. There are many more to come. And I, I want people to be able to ask questions and get answers. And uh, I think, you know, today for me has been quite a positive session. It's been eye-opening, but I think it's been overall positive. I think um, as a point of, you know, a point of comparison, like think about the Levana team, for example, I'm pretty sure most of you are probably familiar with, with Levana. I think they have a team which is around about the same size as ours. Um, I mean, Astroport, the Astroport team on, on Terra, um, also in total, I mean, the, the whole Delphi team in total is, is, is much bigger than ours. We're probably talking you know, over 100 people in total on that team. Like it, it takes a large team to build a really great product. You can't build a great product with 10 people, you know, even with 15 people. I mean, maybe you can, maybe there's some amazing developers out there, you know, who are just incredible at building product. And for some reason they get a lot of, you know, community marketing done for them or something like that. I don't know how many are on Osmosis team, for example, but I'm guessing that they're also a reasonably large team. Um, so yeah, I think people just maybe don't understand in the background how much work is actually required to bring a product like this to market and then to, you know, to effectively market it and to, to business develop it as well. It's not just the, 
it's not just building the products. It's not just communicating with the community and helping people and all the modding. It's not just the education side that we're working on. Um, but then it's also business development as well. It's going out there and finding projects, you know, trying to grow our market share. And yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of work which goes into, into what we're doing. And, you know, maybe you guys haven't seen that on, on Juno yet. Juno is a very new chain. And I personally hope that we do get a lot of other products like ours and a lot of other big teams like ours uh, building because that's what's going to make Juno successful. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tom. Sorry, go yeah, ahead, Tom. So- did you have another another question or anything? Yeah, I I was never attacking like the, the project itself. But as I said, I question the funding because I do believe that Loop does a create great product and bring in great product. But I do believe that from the Juno side, um this funding was was extensive. Um, I, I wonder if we could learn what is the 100K for Loop community and Loop Learn. I just want to like make people know what's their uh, funds are being spent. Um, you know, I, I don't know why you need a few mods and stuff, if you could address that as, as well. Uh, you don't know why we need mods, did you say? You said you have few mods. I said we have three three community moderators, so they're basically three people who are on twenty four seven on our Telegram, on our Discord, answering people's questions. So essentially, customer service people, and those guys work like crazy. They're probably the hardest workers in our whole team. They're the ones who deal with literally every single question from the community. You know, every like just like the questions you're asking me now, these guys deal with these questions day in day out, twenty four seven. Uh, so yeah, we definitely need them. Even like, how do I connect a Kepler wallet? How do I do this? How do I claim my airdrop? How do I, how do I, when, when, when? Um, yeah, they're literally bombarded with questions. Um, so a hundred percent, we need mods. I mean, we could not have mods, but then we'd lose lots of our community because people wouldn't know how to get stuff done. Um, and back to your question, hundred K for loop learn, hundred K for loop community. So, I mean, these products haven't really been fully built out yet. They're still in development. Um, I mean, we did have Loop Learn pretty well built out on Terra. Um, I think, Simon, we're about to release some of the, the the new Loop Learn videos, right? These videos cost like 15K each, by the way. They're incredibly amazing, like really high quality animated videos. Um, you guys are not, like Juno is not paying that much for them because we already paid, well, actually TFL paid for them originally on um, Terra. Uh, but even to get them re-edited is costing a few thousand dollars per video. But we have a, a lot of videos coming out. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to be released soon, right, Simon? Like the re-edited, um, some of the re-edited Loop Learn videos. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline for that. It's a lot, lot of big, big, uh, big stuff for that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think you guys will see the value of Loop Learn, you know, as it's as it's released on Juno. We haven't really released anything. In fact, we've even hidden the link to Loop Learn at the moment. Um, but I mean, education is such an essential part of any ecosystem, right? Especially Juno. Juno is very hard for for normies to to get onto. I mean, setting up a Kepler wallet and then getting both Juno, you know, getting Juno itself onto your Kepler wallet is not an easy task. I mean, it's probably easy once you've done it. You know, everyone in this room probably knows how to do it, but try to explain that to your mum or try to explain that to your friend or sister or someone who hasn't used crypto before. They'll be totally lost. Um, so education is really important. And I think, you know, we're very grateful that the Juno Foundation saw value, saw the value in that and that 
what bringing a, a fully fledged learning platform to Juno can actually do. Um, you know, we're talking, we're talking at courses, we're talking, you know, animated videos, we're talking walkthroughs and whiteboard videos, even um, like the community spaces and things like that, that we run as part of that educational program. We're translating everything into Spanish as well as English. Um, so we're targeting international communities. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes and, and I'm pretty sure you guys will see the value. Tom, Tom, I've never, I've never spoken to you before. I hope I'm not loud. Uh, right at the beginning of the uh, conversation, Rama uh, commented to Simon about the funding. And I believe, uh, not exact figures, but there's like about, what, 800k uh, like still to be distributed by the multi-sig. Uh, Rama, the funding like conversation while Tom's on, I mean, he's, he's talking about his project, but like they have to kind of prove themselves now to get the rest of the funding. Is that what, is that what I heard earlier? Yeah, so there's about uh, there's about four hundred thousand USD paid, four hundred sixty thousand USD paid to date. I think the actual number is about one hundred sixty thousand Juno, based on like the, the Juno value at the time that Luke decided to sell it. So that could be more if they hadn't sold at that particular time. Um, but essentially, the way the funding works is that uh, each transaction on the multisig kind of gets uh, reviewed by the multisig members when the proposal goes up. Uh, they sign it to fund it. Uh, the community essentially controls the multi-sig in terms of, you know, we can decide to remove people from the multi-sig if we don't agree with that funding decision, etc. Um, so, yeah, you know, ultimately the, the Juno community decides uh, who and how funding gets distributed through the multi-sig by uh, voting for uh, the members of that multi-sig. Uh, so, Yes, the the answer to your question, Robo. Sorry, long long way of answering it. Yes, the Juno controls uh, future funding of the Terra Developer Fund uh, through the multi sig. So, uh, the you know the majority of those members are members of the dev team or validators, and the community could express their you know desire to vote for or against a particular proposal through those members. Um, I did just want to touch on one thing, Tom, and I think this is probably where a fair amount of the community concern comes from. Uh, you guys are obviously quite an established team. Uh, you have, you know, quite uh, established processes, and uh, the way you do things sounds very professional. Uh, and Juno is only, you know, not even a year old yet. So when we hear kind of figures like fifteen thousand dollars for an education video, uh, we kind of balk at that and go, "Holy shit! Like that's a lot of money, right?" Uh, and when Luke that is that is to be honest. That to be honest, that is a lot of money, and we wouldn't have spent that money. Uh, luckily, we got the the um, we got funding for TFL, and TFL obviously had a ton of money at the time, so they, they were happy to they were happy to spend fifteen k per video. But there's no way we would have spent that out of our own treasury. Just just to be clear, and, and yeah, just so I think on that right, wait, 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 just just so I can also add, add on just before you ch jump in. Uh, once you've already started building this quality video, we already have a lot of usable stuff, right, with these videos. Um, to carry on and and actually talking to a lot of ecosystems and even before Terra collapsed, we literally had like massive ecosystems in crypto like Algorand and Layer Twos like Arbitrum and stuff that were you know from conferences looking at this at the the videos and the platforms, going like what the heck this is nuts, and you got to look at the strategy from a lot longer term than like hey I'm just making a you know an educational video on YouTube which is fine right. Um, but there's much bigger plans and much bigger strategies around it. Sure, if we were to start again with you know funding, it wouldn't have been 
uh, done maybe to that level of quality. But now that we have the videos, like reusing them is an important part. So I just wanted to add that on really, really quickly. Yeah, thanks, Simon. I think I was going to kind of get to there, right? So again, I think this comes back to like the transparency aspect. And and this is something that you may, you know, you may, it may be something new that you may not be used to, you know, given kind of how TFL operated or the way that the funding worked in uh, Terra. Uh, the Juno community is very aware. I think you're finding out very quickly, you're, you're getting a crash course on uh, the Juno community. Uh, and I think a lot of this stuff is quite easily explained through uh, transparency, right? So, um, uh, things like, hey, when we hear $15,000 for a training video and then you say like a portion of that was funded through our existing treasury or, or so through some previous development, all people hear is like $15,000 for a training video, right? So when we can go, hey, like here's what we've bought over and here is our existing IP, uh, we have uh, done some modifications and some changes to that uh, and the cost is X amount of dollars, right? And I think the overhead of that is probably high but it would certainly provide some clarity to the community uh, because when we hear that sort of dollars, we go, holy shit, like these guys are, they're spending some serious dollars uh, and they're on a chain like Juno that isn't able to sustain that kind of expenditure. Um, like we just don't have the people coming in right now to fund $15,000 training videos or a dev team of 50. So keep in uh, mind when it was funded as well, we're in a different market, right? So when the yeah, debt, exactly when the, right. the fund came in, secondly, I just want to add on really quick because I think it's important. I think you've touched on this a little bit before. As I said, I think there's a fine line, right? Especially if you're looking to expand the the fund out, um, especially project founders and and um, you know things going on the scenes. There's a balance between transparency, but also you know where teams go. Hey, if if they're making the decision of choosing where to go and and where to build, I think there has to be this fine line between accountability and also too much right if a team is like handling like a ton of stuff you also have to be aware of that and like and and this is also kind of seen with vcs right because this is kind of the process that happens behind the scenes with venture capital firms uh, there is also like a fine line in terms of um you know obviously vcs want to know that the investment is going well and that things are on track and that you know they're, they're not just going to let that go some of them are a little bit more behind the scenes but there's kind of this fine line with the the vcs bugging the team like is too intense with certain things you know, going, hey, you should fire people and do this. Teams yeah, like, can't I, I operate that, efficiently, right? right? So it's a balance. And, and I think the – sorry to interrupt. I, I get that, right? And I understand. And, you know, you don't want to be spending the majority of your time being overly transparent and answering every single – like every single element. Like if someone questions like a $50 expenditure, like, no, stop being stupid. Uh, but I think the, the big thing is like the, the thing that I always bring back to is uh, trust and respect is earned, especially in this ecosystem, and that takes time. Uh, and when, um, again, I want to reiterate, you guys are the first people coming to the ecosystem. Like that stuff takes time. You guys are bearing like the brunt of being the first. Uh, and there are some ideas that I think are really good uh, that you can take on board, and I'm sure you'll kind of incorporate and and provide information. And then there are some that you could just be like, hey, that's just too far and too much. Um, but we're happy to kind of communicate. If people ask those questions, we will try and direct you to the right place to answer them on a case-by-case basis. And then if we've already answered it, we can just point back to where we've already answered it uh, or like point them to a document where you've uh, put that information or something, right? Uh, you know, An example of, hey, show us where you spent $1,000 on a training video is probably excessive. But like a transparency report of... Uh, you know, a wider breakdown of the organization, I think is a great example of, uh, you know, what, what could be done to kind of help the community understand. Um, 
Sure. I, cool. I think, do you know what I, I think? I think like potentially borrowing some of the existing frameworks for how VCs operate. I know it's a, like the V word in the cosm- in the community is probably not like a great thing, but I think we have to also look at like, okay, we want, if we're wanting to onboard projects with grants and all this sort of stuff, we kind of, it's good to have a framework in which you kind of operate, which at some point goes, Hey, we trust you to do this, right? We vetted you uh, enough to get to this point and we trust you to do the right job. Some of, you know, you're going to get the occasional problematic thing. There's going to be stuff, but there's also kind of a, an element which is like, Hey, we've put this forward to do this. We trust you. And, and that will make it easier to onboard projects. Cause I think projects are going to watch all this stuff, right? And they're going to get grants from different ecosystems. They're going to choose where to build. And, you know, we got to find this balance, right? Where you're, you're doing this, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, um, you know, if they're, you know, getting comp, you know, flack for, you know, how they manage their teams and all this sort of stuff, right? Like projects at some point could potentially go, Hey, I'm going to build over here rather than over here. And, and that's really important to onboard new projects. So I just want to add that because I think it's important. I think another important thing to take into account here, and, you know, you mentioned this, Ram, yourself, is, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? Like, um, you, as, as you were saying before, our funding is being distributed over, you know, over a period of six months. We've only got like a third of that funding or something so far. Um, I, I personally would say, you know, for, for what we've delivered so far, which is basically now we've delivered a, a DEX um, and we've delivered an NFT marketplace, which is, is, is very unique. I mean, it has, you know, um, NFTs, which can be staked for tokens, which is something which, which um, not many other, if any other NFT marketplaces uh, are doing. I mean, considering the, the amount of funding we've received and, and what we've delivered so far, you know, I, I personally would say we've delivered a lot for, for you know, wh- what, um, what we've received. Um, and I think, you know, I think you'll see more going forward. I mean, you'll see this is when we're not stopping here. I mean, this is, it's not like we're just going to sit back now and go, Hey, great. We've, we've done our bit. We're just going to receive the rest of the funding and, um, you know, sit on a beach in Mexico, um, as lovely as that would be. Um, so yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding and I'm pretty sure that as, as we release more and more features and more and more of our products, you guys will, will see that, um, and bring in more and more users, right? Into into Juno as well. Have Tom, more more- Tom, I don't. Tom, I think you're missing. Tom, I think you're missing a trick here. I really do. And I think this is what the element of the conversation is about. I think you need to realise that much like much, much, much smaller teams are deploying in these like little cells and and creating some organic. I I think that. Uh, Maybe, you know, I know you are a massive team. I think this is the, just the, from what I've heard, I've sat back and I've listened all night and it's back and forth, back and forth, and this Rama being so nice. I just think that there's a lot of the community right now seeing much, much smaller teams deploying a lot more. And I'm a big Loop fan, mind. Like, don't get me wrong, mind. Trust me, I think Loop's got a major place. I think, I think uh, Juno needs Loop. I don't think Loop needs Juno, mind. In my opinion, however, because I, 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 I listen to Dawn and, and he's, you know, going on and on, but he has got a point. I can't deny anything. I just think that uh, this is the overriding, like a black shadow hanging over Loop, and it shouldn't be. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you think that smaller, like IBC, Cosmos, DAP teams or whatever, do you think smaller cell teams are, are deploying like quickly and by volume? Is is that what I'm seeing or not? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I completely agree. There are some smaller teams which are doing some amazing work. Um, yeah, maybe if you could give us some examples, uh, you know, we can we can have a look into how they're doing things and possibly learn something from them. 
Okay, so I think maybe maybe the question is uh, to kind of redirect. I, I do want to get to a couple more community questions. I know these guys have been super patient in the background. We, we kind of go question to question. Um, in terms of uh, timeframes uh, and uh, roadmap for, for Loop, do you have like targeted uh, lock liquidity? Do you have targeted NFT uh, volume or, or DEX volume that you're kind of looking to to achieve over the next month, three months, six months that we could kind of track that against uh, in terms of your goals and what the, the, the Juno community could look to kind of target or baseline that against just as a, you know, the ambitions that the team are trying to set? Um, I think, you know, on the NFT side, we're looking, I mean, to start with, we're looking at just launching two projects per week. Um, I think that's a start. We have a, we actually have already a large backlog of projects. In fact, you know, talking about our team being too big, we're already having to scale our team up a little bit just to deal with the the large influx of interest uh, from the NFT community and from NFT projects looking to launch. We don't just want to launch any NFT project. We want to have properly vetted projects, you know, with solid, uh, you know, responsible teams behind them. And, and obviously, you know, that vetting process takes time. And then we work kind of really hand in hand with those projects as well. So it's not like, okay, here you go. Yep. Go and launch. Feel free. Like we, we sort of handhold them through the whole process, I guess, you know, from marketing to obviously development and things like that. So on the NFT side, I mean, to start with, we're looking at launching two a week for the next, probably for at least the next four weeks, and then hopefully scaling up a little bit from there. Uh, we've definitely got more than enough demand um, for that. As far as the DEX side is concerned, it's really hard to determine, you know, it's going to be based on the market conditions. I mean, I don't think there's anyone here who can say with certainty what the market crypto market is going to do over the next three months. Um, so obviously, we'd like to get back to where we were on Terra, but I, I can't see that happening um, anytime soon because there just, there just isn't, you know, there just aren't that many projects in Juno which are doing that type of volume. Um, you know, we had obviously we had Anchor, we had Mira, we had Luna itself, we had, you know, quite a few large protocols on Terra. Um, and our volume over there was, I think, as I said, around between, you know, around about 15 million a day. Um, so yeah, it's that, that will depend, I guess, you know, not only on, on, on us, but on other projects launching on Juno and, and, you know, what type of interest and what type of volume they can, they can get for their, their tokens. I know that doesn't really answer your question, but um, no, no, that's, that's, pro that's probably it's probably the best I've got. It's probably the best I've got for you. The deck one <laughs> is fair enough, right? Like all, all the terminal market conditions. The NFTs, I think, is super interesting. Like two projects a week is is pretty ambitious. Uh, I do have a quick question on the NFTs. Uh, when need a troopers? Um, I see Jay in the audience here. I don't know if we can get her up. She can definitely answer that one. Um, I, think a, actually, I, think I think it's actually, I think it's the 30th, actually. I think it's okay. the 30th of August. We had to push them back a little bit. Um, I think they were due to launch on the 25th and we've had to push them back to the 30th. So yeah, without Jay's, um, there is, I had a couple of questions on this one. So I just had to ask that while we're on the topic of the marketplace. Hello. When Nita Troopers, Jay? Hey, okay. So don't, no, <laughs> I don't have a date for Nita Troopers and here's why. I've, so NATO Troopers actually has got a history of failed launches. So we are 100% making sure I have a date for them before we um, <laughs> actually put out information to their community. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't want them to go through that again. So between me and um, uh, the leaders over there who are kind of working with me, 
we decided that as soon as we're 100% firm, we will put that date out. So whatever date you heard here is no. <laughs> so, um, but as soon Sorry, as you I, uh, I, I, I just want to jump in know. quickly there on the, on the NIDA troopers. I was part of the first two failed launches. Okay. So I, I feel that and I, <laughs> I respect yeah. that. Let's, uh, let's make sure we actually commit to a date and deliver it. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Cool. Thank you for that, Jay. Uh, I think it was D. Deeb's Defy, I think you're up next. So thank you for being patient. I know it's been a long time. I'm happy to get to more questions. We've got Deeb's and then Daniel, if we can try and uh, get through a few of these. Hey, everyone. Um, thanks for inviting me up. Can everyone hear me? Just want to make sure I'm kind of out in the woods right now. Yeah, I got you, man. All good, nice and clear. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, I, I originally kind of came up because I wanted to mention something about Cado because we were talking about <laughs> Terra Development, uh, Development Fund. But uh, first, I just kind of wanted to touch on Loop uh, so little introduction here, right? I write Cosmos threads for the Cosmos ecosystem, focusing on Terra, Juno, Osmosis, Secret, ThorChain, right? So I spend a lot of time paying attention weekly to what's going on. Um, and I'm not going to comment on transparency, right? Because, you know, I understand a lot of that um, moving over to a new ecosystem. However, what I can say is, you know, I try to limit uh, projects to one tweet per my threads because I got a 25 tweet limit. Um, and uh, Loop is by far one of the hardest to write about because of the amount of updates they push out um, and the amount of developments that I see across the board. I mean, you guys already touched on a lot of them, right? This The staking reward NFTs, the idea that we can take LP positions and then uh, match those to an NFT, um, the DEX aggregator, the NFT marketplace. I mean, it's really amazing stuff what you guys are doing. Um, so if we're talking about value, right, like I have full confidence uh, that loop is going to bring value uh, to Juno. Uh, one thing, one comment I did want to make because it was brought up earlier about the revamp tokenomics for uh, loop was um, we kind of had a question that kept coming up about emissions and trying to limit farming and dumping behavior, which was kind of a key focal point for that white paper uh, that they put out about their tokenomics. Um, and and maybe one of the devs on here, Simon or uh, Tom, wants to comment on this, but I know there's a, a feature that's being added for stakers, right? Uh, positive behavior, staking your loop uh, will receive higher boosted LP rewards. Um, so that, that was just one thing I, I wanted to throw out there because I, I know there was a little bit of concerns about emissions and dumping behavior. Um, and I know we're limited on time here. So I can't come back up and talk about Kato because I had the privilege of being in the beta. Uh, but yeah, I just want to throw those details out there. Yeah, no, thanks, Debs. Um, exactly. That's um, one of the things. I mean, we're, we're doing a number of things to limit our emissions. On Terra, we had a lot of different farms um, for a lot of different tokens, and we're, we're definitely not going to make that same mistake. Um, here, in fact, that's one of the reasons why we built our DEX aggregator was so that we don't actually need to provide pools um, for, for every asset. I mean, we'll, we'll be tapping into, obviously, Juno swaps pools. If any other DEXs come to, to um, Juno, we'll be tapping into their pools as well. And that means that, you know, from our UI, you'll be able to swap any token, but we don't actually need to, you know, we don't need to provide the pools for those and we don't need to provide farming rewards to try to incentivize those pools. Um, so, you know, that's one of the ways we're getting around that. Um, as far as the, the mechanism that you mentioned, that's correct. So if you want to get the highest farming rewards on our pools, you'll need to uh, also stake loop tokens. Um, and the people who are staking get a boosted farming reward. And that kind of aligns long-term incentives. Like people are holding and staking the token, 
are the ones who are able to get the higher farming rewards and therefore they're incentivized not to dump because they'd essentially be dumping on themselves uh, because they have the token staked. So that is kind of one of the mechanisms. I mean, it's not original. Plenty of other protocols have used this mechanism, uh, but it's one of the ones which has kind of proven successful in in stopping that kind of you know mercenary farming uh, and dumping behavior. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Daniel, quick question. And then um, I think we've got Jimmy. I'll, I'll give Jimmy an opportunity to speak his mind. Uh, please be respectful, Jimmy, when you come up. Hi, good day. Uh, I'm Daniel. A quick background. I'm a tech investor. Um, also invest in the crypto ecosystem. So I approach most things that I look at from an investor's point of view. Um, I, wanted to, I have two questions for you, but I wanted to comment on basically a summary of everything was just discussed. Um, something that I noticed is there, there almost seems to be a tendency to be like, oh, we want accountability, but we, but we understand that's hard and we, we want to be sweet and give you a soft landing. And I get that. But I, I want to just put out there that accountability isn't hard. Um, what I'd like to see projects do in general, and I'd like to see the same from Loop, is to just put out cash flow statements, just put out revenue statements, just put out your balance sheet, and just let us see, especially for investors, which I think the Juno community at this point is, um, with the allocation, put out that data on a half year or a yearly basis. And I think we're, we're already a very big step towards accountability. And at that point, you can point 99% of the questions, you can point to those things and say, hey, there's the data. Every six months, you get an opportunity to ask questions about it. So that's one comment I wanted to make. Uh, do with that what you will. I'm, no, I'm, I'm 100%. Yeah, in agree. In fact, I, I mentioned to Rama before, we're more than happy to publish a list of everyone on our team and even down to the salaries you know, that each team member is earning. Um, I think we we do keep salaries very reasonable. Um, you know, I think you know there's been some comments about here that hey, maybe we have too many team members. But uh, to be honest, if you saw the value that each of our team members produces compared to how much they get paid, I think we're definitely getting good value for money from that. Uh, so yeah, we're we're, we're, yeah, we're I, I, totally I on board with that. The, uh, the quality of the of the work. So I'm going to trust you on that. What I'd love to see is just a, a summarized statement every X amount of months. Where you guys show okay, these are our expenditures. These are our. This is what came in. Um, which brings me to my first question: Did I hear you correctly in that you said, Tom, that you guys already have uh, cash flow? I mean, we have. We did have cash flow, obviously, on Terra. Um, a proportion of the Dex fees um, came in as revenue, and we were just distributing those to stakers. Um, and on um, Juno, there'll be a number of different. Um, sort of revenue streams. One is obviously the DEX. Uh, and then the other one, probably what will end up being the largest one is the NFT launchpad and marketplace. I mean, for obviously we take a fee from each project we launch and then there's also a, a, second, a fee on the secondary marketplace, which is going to drive revenue. Uh, our aggregator will have revenue. Um, you know, even though if we're not providing the pools, there'll be a fee for every trade there. That's pretty standard. Um, so that will be another revenue stream. So yeah, we already have a number of revenue streams in place, and we're only going to start, you know, work to increase those. Can you break that down for me a little bit? Um, you have a couple of finance people on your executive team, so I'm sure you guys have looked at this before, especially for launching on Juno and the volume that you'll you'll be expecting. What are we looking at? Looking forward to coming six months. When are you releasing these revenue-enabled streams? Um, roughly, of course. And how much revenue are you expecting, say, around Q1 next year, maybe Q3 or 4 next year? 
Um, I'd have to look. I've woken up. I've just woken up to this discussion. I'm not even on my <laughs> laptop, so I can't give you some exact details. Uh, we can probably answer that, you know, later or publish something about that. DM me about it if you like. Um, I mean, I can tell you kind of roughly what our revenue is on each product. Um, our DEX fees, I think around about 50% of those are going to go to stakers. Um, the fees from the NFT marketplace, I think, Jay, there's a 2% transaction fee on each NFT sale on the secondary marketplace. Is that correct? There is a 2% platform fee and it's paid by sellers. If anybody was curious about that. And how, exactly. many, how, many, how much volume are you expecting to run through that? That where you where you get a two percent yield on that. How much volume are you expecting over the first year? Do you have a rough estimate for that? Do you have any numbers you threw around? Yeah, we can probably provide you. I mean, we have a spreadsheet, obviously, of of sort of our, our projections, revenue projections. So maybe I'll just share that with you, Daniel, rather than going I appreciate through it that. now. Yeah, very much on yes. on the call. Um, and then obviously a large source of revenue as well is is launchpad fees. So when we're launching new projects, we we do spend a lot of time with them. I mean, you know, we put a lot of manpower on on each of those projects. I, if I think if Pepper was up here, he'd let you know he's the first project we launched, and any other NFT projects we're launching, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll agree that we you know we we definitely put in the time, so we're not just charging a fee for nothing. Um, but the, you know, there'll be that, Tom. Sorry, just so I'm clear on that, they're all permissioned listings on. Exactly, they're permission listings. Yeah, that's right. P- permissioned and then marketed listings. Um, so, you know, we're charging anywhere between like a five and a 15% fee on those based on how much work we actually put into them. Uh, we're also obviously some of them we're attaching some loop tokens to. So that's another aspect to take into account. Um, and then we're, you know, we have a marketing budget for each of those projects that we, you know, we, we spend out of that amount that we're, we're earning from them as well. So, you know, there's kind of a breakdown there of how that's, that money is actually used. Great. Um, I mean, I'd really appreciate it if you can DM me or you can even publish it. I'm keeping an eye on, on your publishings. Um, just a breakdown of each of your revenue yielding projects. What are you expecting the coming year um, in, in terms of cash flow? And that doesn't just mean revenue. That means expenditures as well, because you need manpower to man those projects, to launch them, et cetera. There, those will have associated costs. I'd love to see a breakdown of that as well. Just so I can get a very good idea of when are you going to be cash flow positive? And how much cash flow positive are you? And and from that, I can sort of get an estimation for the longevity I feel the project has. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we'd we'd ideally like to be cash flow positive within about six months. I think we've probably got at this stage, we've probably got without a further raise, we've probably got about six months of runway left. Um, so mm-hmm. that's that's our target is to become cash flow positive within six months. We might raise a little bit more, um, you know, just to, to extend that runway out a little bit. Uh, I guess we'll see how the market, you know, it's all going to depend on the crypto market conditions over the next six months as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. And to give you also a little wind in your back towards the rest of the community, uh, a lot of people have a, a large concern about dumping. Of course, there are going to be some people looking for exit liquidity. I think that's pretty normal when you've been stung as much as you have been in the Terra ecosystem. I'm not too concerned about general dumping behavior for no reason, however. If it is a sound project, people will benefit more from holding than from dumping. So I'm not too concerned about some uh, dumping storm happening as long as the project keeps putting out good info. But I would like to see you guys get more organized on this. You guys have several executives, uh, most of which you mentioned have a finance role. And yet I haven't seen any cash flow statements or projections yet. And I think that's a big shame. 
Yeah, sure. Look, it's not that we don't have those. We just haven't published them. But we're happy. Yeah, I'm happy to share those with you. Or if there's interest from the community to see those, definitely happy to publish them as well. I'd appreciate that very much. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks, Daniel. No problem. Just thanks very, for your questions. Yeah, thanks. They were really good. Um, just very quickly on the uh, airdrop, I, I think I may have missed this question earlier. Uh, is there a plan for the unclaimed Terra airdrop portion um, for Loop? We don't have a plan as yet. Uh, we're just going to see how many are unclaimed to start with. That's going to be the first question. Uh, but if it's a, if it's a significant um, amount, then yeah, I guess we'll see how what what we do with those. We, we've got a number of discussions internally, but guess I don't want to share anything yet because people will probably hold me to it. So, yeah. No, no, that's fine. Uh, you know, my, my questions are all kind of, I, I like to think about things while I'm on the fly. And uh, the next one is like, is there a cutoff date for the airdrop claim? I think I may have seen something on uh, Juno Tools. It was like the- Yeah, it's 90, 90 days. 90 days from, from yesterday, basically. So that's right. I think it's around about the 8th of November, exactly. Okay, cool. So uh, around then we could kind of look to see uh, some future plans of unclaimed airdrops and- uh, hypothetically, some of that you know may be distributed to Juno stakers or Loop uh, LPs as or NFT marketplace users or minters as examples. Exactly, exactly. Cool, thank you. Uh, I think next up on the list was Zio, and then I think oh sorry, no no, Jimmy was next. You've been very patient, Jimmy. Do you have a couple of questions for the Loop guys? Jimmy the Otter, this is your opportunity to ask questions to the Loop team. Am I being rugged? Can anyone else hear me? No, nope, Tom's there. Um, no, I think I think I yeah, I think he must have. Um, I think, I he's, think either, he's either on mute. Jimmy's falling asleep. Jimmy, you have to put you have to unmute yourself. <laughs> Wait, Rama, Rama, Rama. This is a blessing. This is a blessing in disguise. Where we don't know. Is it harmony? Is it is it harmony, Jimmy, or is it? I mean, we don't. How many? How many Jimmys? <laughs> How many Jimmys are running around on CT spaces? On he woke him up. How many? He heard Robbo's voice. He, he woke up. Well, I'm kind of confused why this man is shouting at an otter. And I don't understand. Well, have I haven't spoken you, yet. Jimmy. And uh, I've been listening attentively. Oh, um, it was a massive to... delay when I asked you to come up and speak between when you unmuted and spoke. So thus the added... Well, that was uh, intentional. Yeah. So I just wanted to see what this other guy would do. I'll walk okay, you up, Jimmy. You. I'll, walk, I'll walk you up, Jimmy. I'll walk you up, son. I'm outside your bedroom window. Well, you see, the thing is, there was a story of a man who was watching a play in a theater in New York. And then someone asked him after the play ended what his opinion was of it. And can I just finish? No. Yeah, no, it, and, the opinion, the and his opinion was sleep is an opinion. Cause okay, so, Jimmy, here's your opportunity. If you would like to ask a question of the Loop team, please ask a question of the Loop yeah, team. Yeah, I'll ask my question. Uh, I'm going to ask right now, if you don't mind. But yes, he was sleeping through the performance, and he said sleep is an opinion. The problem with the, the Loop um, last, guess, hour and a half is it was mostly a marketing conversation, and I understand why. Obviously, um, there are a lot of people here who are tending to speculate on the price of Luke at some point. However, regarding the actual tech stack, what I always dislike, and I've made this point clear a few times, where are the actual devs? I mean, I think they should be here. I mean, look at the top. It says tokenomics, roadmap, and products. If I want to hear an hour of gobbledygook about how awesome we are and how Simon 
posts about his achievements and how he was an insider and puppeteer changing directions from their collapse on Terra, I would have probably read a Medium post. You but I wanted to see some devs here. The very first three letters that says TDF, which is the Terra Developer Fund, which is how Luke got... Yeah, well, what products... You might have missed that massive products, part of the conversation. Well, if you're talking about products, it should be the technical aspects of how the products are going to be implemented, especially on Juno, and how they can scale. Yeah, where are the developers? That's a question, Simon, but I don't think you want to answer it. You can't answer this question. That's the problem, because they're not here. I'm here, boy. We have, uh, Z- we have Zio up here who's one of our developers. Yeah, I mean, do we, we can get well, more Well, why hasn't he been speaking, you, you guys were covering the entire topic for the last hour and a half. He just put me in the time. I wasn't aware that he was a developer at Loop. So exactly. I invited so him up here. Don't hide these things. You guys don't actually do anything. You're just the marketing people. Developers are the ones who build everything, right? And they're building well, the product. We have Z here now. Would you like to ask a question of Z? Z, I, I want to ask you a question. Why couldn't you have been here an hour and a half ago and led this discussion, explained how your product is going to scale, how you're going to achieve the scalability, what the differences are in terms of your technical uh, side, for example, the contracts and so forth. They're going on in Juno versus Kajira versus even other IBC compatible stuff going on out there because it's a very competitive marketplace. I am sick and tired of hearing how awesome Simon is at doing this or doing that, and how their token is going to get this hey, revenue. Jimmy, I'm, Jimmy, I'm fucking sick and tired of you, honestly. We, well, Jimmy, that's we too bad. Nice, I'm not sick and tired of myself. We nice spaces, bro, man, dude. You just, you know what I mean? Take a chill pill. I don't pill. need those tell me a, what to do. Take a step. Jimmy, man, just take a step back, will you? And fucking I went to Liverpool, people, man. and I took a uh, shit there. Uh, can I please have a moment, please? Thank you, everyone. Jimmy. I was very clear. If you have a question for the team, I already asked the, ask question. the question. Okay. The, the question is to Z, who is a developer. Yeah, why couldn't you have exactly? been here an hour and a half ago? Okay, that's a great question. I had a question multiple times. I had a question multiple times. They did not allow me to speak, and I have no... That's a shame. See, <laughs> now I know. Now we know, right? Now we know. They didn't plan this carefully enough because they don't emphasize this stuff, which is the most important thing. They're stack. And they just talk utter BS for the last hour and a half instead. Okay, Jimmy, you're just talking shit. Let's right? have one to one. Hey, man, you answered the question. I got the answer. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Goodbye. Most right, welcome, most so, welcome, uh, guys. I think uh, I've offered everyone an opportunity to speak. If I had known that Z was a developer for Loop and he. No offense, no offense. Present, and uh, I just on a light, lighter note. And there was questions for developers of Loop, I would have more, been more than happy to bring people up. Anywho. Uh, Z, did you to be honest, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like any of the questions were, were developer were re- related to developers. Um, most of the questions were more on the business side, so we were just answering those. But anyway, if someone has a specific developer question, then then feel free to ask. Thank you. I we don't do know if I'll be able to. Tom, Tom the word. Tom the word. Some questions. Tom the word. You're right. You're right. It wasn't nothing to do with developers. Where Jimmy came from there, I'll tell you what. Jimmy doesn't invade. He, he infests. He's a rat, and guys, I mean, Rama brought him up to be nice. I mean, he, he, Jimmy has got a point, but the way he gets it across is worse than me. Uh, anyway, good evening, Jacob. Hello. Hey, guys. Um, I uh, look. I, I want to be like relatively brief because um, I actually I don't have all that much time, and I had popped in here before. I was talking with Simon a second ago, and all right. First of all. Let me just, um, Don, I don't know if you're still here, but uh, it, I want to speak to Don Kryptonium's point um, about, well, hey, why did 
update airdrop on users, I think on Luna Classic. And if, if I got that wrong, please somebody correct me. Um, guys, this is a classical, what's called user acquisition cost, okay? Um, it, Juno, you know, has, has made a very actually calculated, shrewd decision, which I personally support, uh, to onboard users from the, you know, I, what, what, what can we really say about Terra, which guys I'll also share, I'm not sure that they had very good business ethics. They did have a really good engineering team and bang in marketing um and shitty unethical marketing too but um you know basically like what can i say here it's important to be fair and balanced um and if i'm being fair and balanced here i have to talk you know the crap and the facts um all right i've been talking with simon for a long time and uh and i'm, I'm hoping uh actually to come and see him in bali um probably right after this call i'll talk to my wife about it she's like three feet away from me um and uh okay though let's talk about the launch pad for just a second because the launch pad is a deliberately high risk environment uh for people to make investments there is not going to be uh look there's not going to be something on it that says oh everything here is safe and by the way guys i've been working on juno since pre-launch and we made a really conscious decision to uh be permissionless as a network and what that means is that people can deploy literally whatever the heck they'd like to uh onto juno all right um we decided that that fit with our values okay um what this also means is that we don't have control over what people deploy on the juno they could deploy crazy stuff you know at one point we talked about what if, what if somebody you know deploys the equivalent of a virus <laughs> guys that did happen except the virus didn't try to jump between chains um I still think that we made the right decision. These are questions about gatekeeping at the end of the day, okay? And, and right now, I can tell you that if you want to invest in new companies, for example, the barriers to entry are insanely high. Um, with crypto projects, you have crypto projects that are affiliated with companies, you have crypto projects that are made by a single person, you have crypto projects that are made like by a group of weirdos like the raccoons. Um, I like them all, except of course for the blatant scams, but now here's the thing. You're making a launch pad or a permissionless blockchain. One of the things you're consciously saying, I don't know the quality of every single project that will come out. Um, by the way, this is the reason for my own and other people's Pretty strict community due diligence. Um, that's how I would prefer to see things go. And so I'm extremely hesitant, um, you know, to support any calls that would lead to super high barriers to entry on projects like this launch pad. And with, with all that said, and by the way, Loop is more than a launch pad. Loop. To me, I don't know. It looks really good. 
Um, so with all that said, I think I've actually spoken my bit and I'm going to step down for a second. Yeah. Can I just add to what Jacob was saying? Um, I'm more talking, like taking the launch pad of the equation, taking loop out of the equation, taking anything out of this, um, there's, and I've kind of brought this up before there's a level of, right. Um, how do we grow the Juno ecosystem? How do we attract new projects to the ecosystem, right? How do we attract good quality projects to the ecosystem? Good builders, people that want to come to Juno and build on Juno. Wow. Okay. Juno's got an incredible community. That's amazing. It's such a gift. There's great tech, there's great minds, but there's other things as well that have to set, you know, where it's set it aside from other ecosystems, which it does have. But when projects are looking and they're, they're getting kind of looking at where they want to build and where they want to migrate to and all this sort of stuff, there's some things that they look for. And making the barriers extremely high is is going to – it makes it a lot harder for projects to go, hey, where am I going to build? Okay, I've got – I can go build my own DAP chain. I can go to near. I can go here. I can go here. I can go here. And I understand the grant piece and I understand all this sort of stuff, right? And projects can go and raise from VCs, right? $1.2 million dollars. It seems like a lot, but in this space, it's not really, right? When you've got chains raising 30 mil and all this sort of stuff. Osmosis raised from VCs, right? They um, Obviously, they started without it, but then they raised from VCs to raise capital. That is normal practice. It And whether you like it or you don't, that's what is happening in the space. And I think we have to be careful, again, to find this balance between accountability and then gatekeeping and making it too much in which like people are like, okay, that's just too much work. Right. Even if they're getting grant funding or not, if it's like, hey, I'm going to have a headache going over here, and that even reduces their chances by 5% of coming to your chain, that reduces your competitiveness in terms of bringing stuff on. Now, this don't misconstrue this as saying we should just let free reign go. Um, you know, we can give grants to anyone, all this sort of stuff. Right. But at the same time, again, it's finding this equilibrium and this balance where it's like, hey, we want to bring projects on. We know that some of them may not go the way that we see it. Like there may be, you know, you could have a grant program where some of the projects maybe fail or don't do great. It's part of, um, you know, obviously investment. It's part of like um, growing an ecosystem. Um, but I think it's important to kind of have this balance where you're like, okay, we're going to ask some high questions. We're going to do this. But there comes a point where you draw the line in the sand and it's like, hey, I trust you to build this. I trust you to go and do this. And if you want to track projects on, you need to have that. And that's just, just, just a piece. And I think, that's kind of what you're saying, Jacob? Yes, it is. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I guess, you know, maybe I'm trying to educate the audience a little bit and just say, like, look, most of this stuff is, is ludicrously high risk. Um, most startups, even venture-funded startups, fail. Um, crypto projects are not always startups. Some are. Some aren't. Um, but, like as an investor and as a community member, um, I don't think that it's a good idea to be fully risk averse and it's something else altogether to like just fail and to fail and exit with, you know, some giant bag. One of those is a scam and the other is a failure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, we, we, I, I want Juno's barrier to entry really low, okay? Um, I did not like or participate in uh, Fortis Economa. Um, then again, okay, I did review it. I checked through it. I looked at what the hell is this. 
I actually came up on the author had created something unique. Um, granted, <laughs> like, look, there's, we could pile criticism on it all day, and we probably should, okay? The odd and interesting part about it, though, was that, I, I mean, I'd never seen anything like it. I felt that there was art there. That's not to say that, because I'm actually worried that I may have just named a case where, like, financial stuff was sort of weird. I'm not trying to praise the project. What I am trying to say is that I think, personally, of Juno, Evmos, Ethereum, as blank slates for people to go and, and paint what they'd like to onto. Um, osmosis, too, for that matter. Every, everything, look, when a chain starts supporting contracts, and this is something I didn't realize for a very long time, when a chain begins to support contracts, the nature of the work changes dramatically. You're going from the chain is the project to uh, like the platform is the product. Um, and so I guess this, this is kind of my, my point here. Loop has always looked to me to be a very high quality. I have had calls with multiple team members of Loop. Um, and I'll say maybe a final controversial bit before I hop off, because it's just about bedtime here in Hanoi, uh, that, like, I personally think that it's best for Juno uh, if people feel okay taking risks on Juno. And they understand that, you know, they won't get nuked for failing don't get nuked for pulling the rug because those are very different things. That's that's my bet, I guess. Thank you. It is quarter to one in the AM for me. So I think uh, we've got all of the community questions out of the way. Uh, I think we've got all of the uh, points that people requested me to raise. Uh, I do want to kind of finish off and just say that uh, I, I think today's call has been fantastic in that it shows the people that we're bringing into the Juno ecosystem through the Terra Developer Fund, they're willing and open to have these discussions. I don't think that they should have to have these discussions and that there should be an element of trust and respect to the people who are coming across. And I know people are overly protective of Juno. I get it. Like, I'm one of those people. Like, I do all the on-chain analytics stuff to try and help and protect the community. Uh this sort of stuff, I think we, we need to put an element of, uh, like I said, I don't want to repeat myself, but I have to trust and respect in the people who are controlling the multi-sig and, and the people who are coming over. Uh, and let's judge the outcomes from what the team can deliver. Uh, and these are new spaces. These are new people that we're bringing into the ecosystem. And the goal is to try and take Juno to another level. And we have to go through some uncomfortable phases of, uh, teams that have 40 and 50 people in them, uh, an expenditure that we haven't seen before, right? Like we need to evolve from uh, the, the raccoons and the Fortis economy is and the signals, these small startups that we're used to. If we want to take Juno to a multi-billion dollar chain, we're going to have to get used to this stuff. And if we keep putting in these barriers uh, of questioning and lines of questioning and putting up red flags when a team does something, I don't think we're going to get there. And I don't think that you're talking about the you're talking about revolution. You're talking about revolution, aren't you? That's what you're talking about. Because when you got when you got into IBC, when you got into Cosmos, there was just none of this. And we nope. talked about it in the early days, Rama, when we first got into it yep. or 
this was this this was the convert we we were dreaming six seven eight nine ten when when the i know jacob's going to bed very quickly but from the lum uh chain halt right that that the lbp halt sorry from that day onwards ibc has changed adam has changed uh, i don't want to use adam sorry cosmos whatever you want to say ibc has changed and the entire ego is on notice <clears throat> uh regardless of whatever mate we've changed where well, we i'm not going to say we but, but the, the game has changed rama it's not the same now and everybody needs to like take a step back and evaluate every single item of every conversation like this yeah and i think you know we're, we're heading in a direction and i think everyone knows that like the cosmos ecosystem's got a super strong business case and it's super bullish uh, in the wider market and i think if we continue down this kind of line of questioning and uh, interrogate every aspect of every project then we're going to constrain ourselves and uh, i don't think that's what we want I, I think we can do investigations and we can ask questions and those are all valid points but i don't want to see people out in the community being like this is a scam where exit liquidity they're going to rug us like that stuff's not helpful right that doesn't respect respect we had respect to your tom uh, to your man tom like just got out of bed right jumped straight on a call i mean we have to like pay respect whereas like People like Jimmy the Otter, whoever might not appreciate like what we appreciate, but your man Tom like woke up. Obviously, Simon had been on the phone messaging. He's like, Tom, you know, get in this call. There's questions to be answered. Whether they've been answered to how people want them to be answered is a different question, but they were answered. That's what we need to like acknowledge and accept and say thank you very much for. Whether you like the answers or not, they were given. I think Correct. that's the big thing here. Yep. And that, that's the point that I want to drive home, right? Like Tom and Simon jumped up. They answered the questions for the community. Uh, you may not like them and that's your decision to make, but hey, they, they got up here, they fronted up uh, and they've kind of been uh, forward in the information that they're willing to provide. And I think that's that shows great character and it shows uh, their commitment to, to Juno and to their particular projects. And uh, I'm honestly looking forward to it. And I think that it's it's nervous, but exciting at the same time. Right, like I'm nervous about the new adventure of these big teams coming in, but I'm also excited in in what they can bring. And if you want we to need a loop, we, Rama, we need a loop. I mean, Juno needs Juno needs some catalyst right now. I'm the biggest Juno fucking bull there is. Sorry, first swearing. Sorry, I'm the biggest Juno first bull there is. Right, but uh, by the way, I'm really sorry. I corrected myself though straight away. I'm really guys. I'm sorry, dude. I'm the biggest like Juno bull there is. I'm putting my uh, four-and-a-half-year-old's nephew, like his university fund, in Juno. That's the plan. Like, I'm the biggest bull there is. And, like, therefore, I dream about these things coming in. And, and actually, yeah, there might be problems. But, like, this is how we'll overcome them. This is the public discourse, the engagement, the autism that we've got from your man there, Rain Man. And, and guys, this is how we solve problems, man. This is how we come together, become stronger. Five, ten years, this conversation will be looking back on and be like, can you believe we had this conversation at the time? It won't be real, guys. Can you believe we interrogated Loop over $1.2 million worth of funding when Juno is worth $20 billion? When we're just skanks as well, when me and you are just, hey, Rian, man, people don't understand. And I hope Tom and like Simon like appreciate like uh, what we've tried to do from day one, though, is to, is to have this format and this platform where and and think Rama things can be changed. Uh, was it Cleo? 
when you contacted them in the Cleo Me days, when you yeah, contacted them and you got them to change, like the guys, we can make a difference, right? But we can't make a difference if you're like Jimmy the Otter that comes out wanting to smoke everybody with an Uzi or something like that. You can't do it. Even myself, I've had to learn lessons from Rama. He's learned some lessons from me about chip posting, but uh, I've had to learn some lessons about like how we communicate this point, how we get it across. And that's that's why the last rack call, dude, sorry to drop rack, but that's why the last rack call was very like professional, very at the beginning, blah, blah, all business. Because uh, Tom and Tom and Simon, it's, it should be all business, guys. In, in business, people don't, and this is what I want to get across, Rama. Uh, I teach business, right? Teach the language, yeah? Uh, Tom and Simon, can you agree that business is not about complaining and bitching? It's about conversing and having that discourse where we can improve things, right? That's what business is about from my perspective. And I deal with guys. I work for, for Chevron. I work for Dow. I work for Rockefeller. And guys have got some of the biggest contracts there is in Southeast Asia. Like, I'm not a fucking mug, even though... Sorry, sorry, Rama. I knew. Sorry. I'm not a mug, even though... Uh, Tom and Simon, maybe Tom first. Business is about relationships, guys, yeah? 100%. Absolutely about relationships. Um, you know, that's what, I mean, it's almost what the word business yeah, means, uh, right? And uh, uh, I want to add some things, uh, basically from the start of the call, uh, when you asked about uh, uh, technical and larger technical teams. Actually, I want to add, uh, as I am working on uh, the technical aspects and contracts and everything like that, uh, like, uh, uh, Juno is a kind of uh, new, you know, it has been year or something around. And uh, when we move from Terra to the Juno, uh, certain things are different. Terra is quite, you know, uh, established form uh, platform in a sense. They have a, a lot of SDKs and a lot of help available. However, uh, on Juno, things are growing. Things are happening. And we are making things happen. Like uh, you are, uh, you, have, you might not be aware. We have brought the sub-query to SQL, like uh, which is a complete uh, platform. Uh, uh, where you uh, you will be having more access uh, to the transactions and their details. Like uh, talking towards uh, uh, on the Terra, uh, there was already Finder and they were having the GraphQL. <laughs> However, on Juno, uh, they, they're having just raw data, you know, in the form of RPC. So we have to work on extra things to uh, set up our own GraphQL. We have to set up our own servers to make it to the level. Like uh, if you visit the DEX, you will uh, notice the uh, speed of the DEX. It's uh, uh, no longer a DEX. It's kind of, you know, a centralized exchange. Like we have all the kind of graphs and kind of values popping up in, you know, seconds. So that uh, do not happen. Like if you go to Ethereum or uh, other chains, they have a lot of loading time. Like it takes time to load the things. So uh, all the efforts behind this is more than a year of work on Terra. And we migrated those things on the Juno. And it was very difficult. It was very tricky. And uh, it's worth having that much of team uh, to be uh, build things. And we are not just building for us. Uh, it is setting examples for others too. Like how uh, we are operating. Like uh, the... Uh, uh, Subquery, we have talked uh, about them, about uh, public repos, so that when other technical projects will onboard, they will get help from what we have developed. So that is the major thing. Like uh, uh, once we have moved in, uh, there was very uh, uh, little aspects about the curing, like, uh, you know, uh, technically speaking, subquery. Uh, so uh, th there is ju just a raw uh, server, uh, like RPC and uh, those type of stuff. So we have to set up our own GraphQL servers. 
and uh, then uh, regarding the contracts like uh, it's uh, different from that uh, terra like uh, it's on the cosmos system but the versions were different so we have to upgrade our all the contracts and uh, when you move towards the liquidity uh, the liquidity bonding and uh, those contracts are hell a lot of work like uh, we have been working uh, days and nights thinking about the problems which we will be facing and the best thing is uh, we have to make uh, sure that the funds are safe we have to go through the regress uh, testing like it has been what like i mean but that's what i mean that's what i mean bro you've done all the work you don't have to prove it i can hear the passion in your voice what i said to tom was it's about the relationship building now you guys have you don't need to prove yourself to me i'm a player but i can't code right like you guys are the experts hey we believe in you tom, tom you now what. it's about what you do with the night it's about the relationship that you've extended i mean what you've done tonight is probably quite unprecedented in a space's history. I completely what, agree that uh, the relationships are what it's about. And I mean, that's why we're here, right? Like, that's why we're here on this Twitter spaces now, building relationships. Simon is like day in, day out. He seems to be in like five Twitter spaces at the same time. Um, you know, yeah, we, we have a large portion of our team basically dedicated to building relationships because yeah as you just said rack that's what it's all about and going to to zio's point i mean um as he said a lot of this a lot of the work that we're actually doing on juno is is kind of behind the scenes we're actually helping to build out the core infrastructure and and as as he said that's going to benefit any other project which comes onto juno a lot of that that infrastructure was quite kind of raw um, and quite bare, I guess, compared to what we were used to on Terra, which was a much more sort of evolved and, and mature infrastructure. And that's to be expected. I mean, it's a new chain. You know, there haven't been a lot of projects building on it, so a lot of stuff hasn't been built. But, um, you know, we're, we're kind of breaking new ground in that sense, and, and it, that takes a lot of work. And it, unfortunately, a lot of it is kind of underground work, right? It's like building the, the foundation of a building. You don't actually see shit to start – oh, sorry. You don't see anything <laughs> to start with. You just see a big hole, and then you see it full of cement. And you're like, what are they doing? down there but there's actually a lot of work going on you know underground to build that that infrastructure out so i mean i think people need to keep that that in mind as well yeah thanks we do have trev up here i do have uh, something very quick i think we're going to get close to kind of wrapping it up here we've been going for hey, Trevor. almost four hours thought i'd let trev have an opportunity to say something <laughs> Hi, hi, Simon. <laughs> hi, Tom. Hey, JP. <laughs> uh oh, if you want to finish soon, then then Trev's about, definitely not the person to get like he's up. Gonna I'm I need to put everyone on mute and just end here. We we don't want to get too deep here, Trev. Yeah, I, I'm not here to do anything other other than support the guys. I'm I'm heavily involved in a number of things here, but I came to just kind of show this point. Now this has been going on for a while. One thing I'd just like to say is like I, I'd encourage everybody. I know it's different than like how you know, Juno projects that have just popped up on Juno have kind of like airdropped a bunch. I know you guys have, a, uh, you know, covered this. Uh, we don't have to rehash it because it sounds like we're in a good place here from an understanding perspective. Um, I'd like us all to be patient. We need to really, really be patient in Web3 in general. We're not really on Web3. We're on like Web 2.2 right now. We use a lot of Web2 infrastructure in general. And a lot of these Web3 projects that push innovation for that build, as Tom said, the infrastructure and like the the piping and everything behind the scenes. Um, we need to be patient because a lot of that takes a lot of time, right? Uh, and even just protocols that are developing just dApps and things, things that utilize infrastructure, that takes time too. Um, so I'd encourage everybody to like be really, really patient and not jump to conclusions and not be reactionary because it's different than the way that things have been done. Um, but good things, incredible things take time. 
And a lot of us are working behind the scenes to push some really, really incredible groundbreaking apps uh, in tandem with Loop, within Loop, and even externally from Loop. And also understand that this isn't just a big project coming in here and like trying to like take over anything. We all want to work together because we have to be collaborative rather than in competition. Because I think all of us are really aligned in pushing the Web3 core ethos, uh, you know, immutability, auditability, freedom and freedom and decentralized money and all that good stuff. Uh, we're all kind of in the same place in varying degrees. So just be patient, be optimistic, but also temper expectations uh, in the short term is all I really have to say. Thank you. We have Yopsta very, very quickly. Yopsta, before I go around to the, the speakers and wrap up. Hey, thanks for letting me have a, a quick word. I just really wanted to reiterate a couple of things that have already been said. Uh, first of all, welcome to Juno, guys. I don't know if enough people have said it, but let's all just take a moment and thank them for coming to Juno. They probably could have gone a number of other places. And we've mentioned it. We, we don't we want to be skeptical, but but at the same time, friendly and receptive and, and try to have an open mind as not every chain is like Juno. Juno is one of a kind, guys. Like the community here is like nothing anywhere else. And so that's a twofold, that's a double sword, you know, double-sided sword, if you will, because, uh, you know, Simon and, and Tom, they're, they're not used to a community as tough and as pointed as what you have here in the Juno community. And the accountability and the transparency is a necessity. It is an absolute necessity. And we will tear you apart if you don't have it. And we'll find out your dirty secrets. We will. And, and it's, a, it's just the way that it is here in Juno. But at the same time, we are all here to build a better future. So it's a double-edged sword. We want you to just be aware of that kind of culture here at Juno. And as long as you adapt uh, and be, become transparent, there, there's not going to be any issues. And we have these spaces regularly where you have opportunity to be transparent. And again, Thank you for coming in. Thank you for putting up with some of these tough questions from the community. Please bear in mind that it is all coming from good intentions. Um, we're very protective of our, our Juno, and, and we will do what is necessary to, to help you become better and, and adapt to the, the culture here that is, that is becoming Juno. That, that's all I have. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks. Uh, happy to take Simon or Tom and then uh, Mayor, Mayor Robert. Shout out with Ramesh. Ramesh, Ramesh. Very quickly, shout out Yowster. His interview, his interview was class the other day about his history and his story. I tell you what, what I, I, whenever he speaks, I shut up and I listen intently. What a lovely guy! They got questions from other people. I think we're going to wrap up, mate. I might head so to bed. One guys. a.m. for me, mate. I, so I'm going to go around. One a.m. And Tom, Robbo, and then I'll I'll finish it up and close off the spaces. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for everything. And we're, we're happy to, you know, it's a different culture. Um, as you guys have mentioned, we're happy to adapt. We're happy to provide what the community wants to see from us. We definitely have nothing to hide as far as I know. Um, and yeah, you know, we want to work together. I mean, that's what we're here for. And that's what we loved about Juno. That's what attracted us to Juno. We did have, you know, a bunch of offers from a bunch of chains, but to be honest, it was the community that really attracted us to Juno and the ethos and, and the philosophy. And, and, and that's why we're here. And yeah, we'd like to work together with you guys to 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 make this chain amazing. So thank you all so much for everyone for hosting this, for for joining, and we'll we'll definitely hope to to impress you with what we're able to do over the next few months. Thanks, legends. Bedtime. <laughs> I've I had a lot of packing to do. I'm actually moving to Bali in literally 24 hours. 
<laughs> now I'm just like and Simon, right. do me a favor. Do me, have you been over to Gilly T? Have you been over to Gilly T, bro? No? Oh, yet. dude, dude, I might have to fly over and meet you. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> where? Uh, I mean, you don't have to tell me, but uh, give me an idea in Bali. Is it? Is it north, south, east, or west? Uh, Uluwatu, Uluwatu. Oh, dude, very, very nice. I lived in Sumbawa for a bit as well. Dude, get yourself over to Gilly. Coinfest? Come over for Coinfest. We'll see. Oh, we might have you two take come it over. to the DMs. This man, this old man over here with the Rama profile pictures falling asleep, all right? He's an old dad over here, okay? <laughs> I'm going I'm to wrap this up. I do want to say a big shout out to Simon and Tom. I uh, appreciate you guys coming on and bearing the brunt of my and the community's questioning. I think it shows a lot of character to come up here and to cop a lot of questions without notice. Uh, Tom in particular, straight coming from bed without coffee. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, we are a kind of unique and dynamic ecosystem here. We're, uh, we're trying to uh, retain our, our kind of little protected uh, community here, but also evolve to adopt and adapt to new people coming in. And I think you guys can teach us some stuff and, and we, we can teach you some stuff. And I think there needs to be a balance. So my, my shout out to the community is uh, keep doing the work that we do to protect uh, the Juno that we love. Uh, and the ecosystem that we love, but maybe let's kind of try and rephrase it and ask some questions rather than try and make make statements and, and accuse people. Uh, I'm going to shift the way I communicate, and I hope that people who kind of look to do things that I do will also follow in those footsteps and kind of shift the way you communicate. Uh, let's be more uh, accepting and accommodating of people coming in. We're going to have a lot of projects and teams coming in, and I really want Juno to be the place to come Right. The more people we bring in, the better the community is and the more exposure we get. Uh, so let's try and be that Juno that we all know and love and try and change this this recent attitude of negativity. Here, 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 here. Absolute, absolute. Here, mate, I'm giving you a stand. I'm standing now on the chair, giving you a standing ovation. I'm just going to say, though, that Aqua jumped in signal jumped in so rama you're going to go to bed you've got a 10-hour drive tomorrow yabster was very vocal tom said enough simon's jesus what a legend i mean when does this happen uh rama i'll spin up and after spaces and just let like other people speak like i'll just put it on and i'll shut up and let other people you speak know, right yeah, how about that bro listening you know, Dude, I'm I love you though. Listening. All right, and you're on it's the dungeon, right. and and you're on the dungeon. Wait, Rama, you're on the dungeon. I know you're gonna go to bed. You're gonna put the spaces <laughs> on. You're gonna get on the dungeon on the mobile. Wait, I know you, you little fucker. Wait, sorry, sorry, I That's swore. Twi- three strikes are out, Robo. Lucky we're in. Oh spaces. Jesus! <laughs> uh, right. Signal, signal, like we came in. Also, like, but I'll, I'll throw up the spaces, mate. I can hear you coughing, Rama. By the way, hey, the service Rama does. Make sure he gets paid. I don't know who you are in crypto listening right now. We need to get this kid paid properly, man. Sort him out, will you? Bro, I love you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Simon. All he is. I'll spin up a new one now. Thanks all. Jump into Robbo's spaces. I'll be in there listening in. Uh, appreciate everyone. Uh, love you all. And uh, catch you later on. Goodbye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Q&A with Luke Finance and the Juno community, hosted by Rarma, recorded on Saturday, August 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
when we blow through the dust Volcanoes erupt No one ever guessed that the game would be tough Keep it hands off when the play is a bust Plain old and just so we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third eye open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next bubble billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next bubble billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror Spaces